Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In sports, if you want to be the best, there are no off days. Welcome on into the No Off Days podcast. I'm Scott Smith. We got Chris Cato rocking his Pearl Jam t-shirt. We got BK in the booth. Uh, championship week now in the books. I feels like an eternity ago, but of the things that I learned coming out of those two games, I think if you have a reputation as an edgy kind of gambler type coach, then even dumb calls, you can get off the hook really easy because that's that's just part of the DNA, right? You just get off the hook for that. And Is um, he off the hook? Yeah, I think so. And he probably should be, but, man, yeah. there was a couple rough ones in that Lions game. Of course, San Francisco advancing to the Super Bowl with that win. And then uh, in the other one, the AFC, what a showdown, a defensive showdown. Um, but, um, you know, it's they, they use this phrase a lot, Chris. You know, some teams, some coaches, some players just – know how to win mm-hmm. which I, I don't really like that phrase because what does it actually what does it actually mean knowing how to win is a result right it's it's not a skill it's not like juggling like you know <laughs> that you know how to juggle right you practice how to win a lot maybe well but again that's a result so yeah. you know it's like if you get a high-paying job he just knows how to get high-paying jobs yeah. well no he probably has a skill set or you know some type of resume where that makes it possible so uh but all that being said patrick Mahomes knows how to win he does he, i mean he really does and, and he's got lamar jackson's number too man yeah. so uh looking forward to that coming up in about what a week and a half and uh super bowl sunday what is it super bowl 58 yeah 58 lvii man where are the other 57 as the go? romans say yeah. this is the like the most depressing time of the year though isn't it in the sports calendar you know for me it is you know it's close it's close the, to being over i think the sunday championship game sunday is one of the best weekends yeah. of the season because yeah. you're just anticipating like okay who's going to make the super bowl but once the, that last game ended that sunday night with the with the lions and the uh, 49ers it was just a depression set in because what like do we, the what last do we do day now? of your vacation you're like <laughs> how can i possibly enjoy this i know tomorrow it's over <laughs> That's kind of well, how it what is, are, right? What are, we so, what are we focusing on? Uh, yeah. We're excited about, you know, our Tampa Bay Lightning here, obviously, but all-star break hits at this time, so. Yeah, yeah, well, and we got the Pro Bowl, you know? No, no. Aren't you looking forward to a classic flag football game? Are they doing more of those games like juggling and water balloon tosses I'm sh- I'm and sure, stuff like yeah. that this year? Well, the dodgeball, okay. again, I've been on record for years now. Dodgeball is the best thing they've ever done. To go outside of that and try to make this into a real flag football game or a real football game is, is it just a I joke. I think we want to see American Gladiator. That's what we want. Pugil sticks. We want someone in a giant hamster ball getting yes. pushed around by... By somebody named Ice. Yeah. You know, <laughs> unitard. Yes, we need nitro. <laughs> True. Did you, ever, did you ever like think about that as a kid? I grew up on that show. I love and, that show. And I just, yeah. I felt like I would have dominated. Even yeah. like chubby 10 year old scott like i, I would have i would have been crushed but i felt like i could do it yeah you're like why can't these people get past this guy with a he's got a giant q-tip i could i could get past that or the racquetball gun shooter <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's so easy then yeah all right let's bring in bk bk happy uh pre pro Bowl week i know it's a big week on the calendar for you huge week uh what was your big takeaway from championship week last last week uh how little I know about championship football games and what I think the outcomes would be. 
Well, I, I we, we remember we, we one, made our prediction we? and we, we split the baby for sure. Yeah, yeah. sure did. But yeah, Cato was right, man. I mean, uh, Mahomes can just turn it on. I mean, just like a switch. I did say that, yes, and, uh, last week. <laughs> Again, always crediting oh, Cato yeah. for things yeah, that old Cato yes. said what everyone else with a brain, <laughs> half a brain said. But he, he does, yeah. But, you know, the, to me, and I know we don't want to move on past the championship games, but I think this, the Chiefs' defense really is, is what, to me, really stood out in that. Um, that punch out as as was it Zay Flowers kind of yeah. going in yeah doing and Antoine just, Winfield impersonation there yeah you know. that Chiefs defense has turned it up a notch in these playoffs they have you know and I think the the person that seems to be overlooked in all of this and even I would say the run that the Chiefs have been on here in the last five years is is Andy Reid too I mean that's nobody I mean how can you overlook Andy Reid well I feel like he just doesn't get the love that a lot of coaches would had they had the same career accomplishments. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, hats off to them. I don't. We'll get into our Super Bowl picks probably next week. I haven't had time to digest what we watched this last no, week. I'm yet, not so. even sure who's playing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Well, there's uh, UFL. UFLs. Right yes, I can't wait. Uh, been Brian, have you picked up on any of the Senior Bowl action up in Mobile? You know, there's some some guys can make a real move up the draft boards with what goes on there. I've seen a little bit. Saw uh, Bo Nix playing some today and Penix practicing yeah. some. So yeah, it is. It's a it's a quite a list of uh, players up there. How much does the does the Senior Bowl actually bump your stock though? I because Penix it, probably need he needs a pretty a pretty good bump after. Kind of the hit he took in the national championship game, right? Yeah, I think he, he, he may be out of the first round. You think? I don't, late first round, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Like I maybe, think, maybe right around where the Bucks are picking. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> don't know that they want to go that route. I think yeah. the Senior Bowl has been in the last ten years. Correct me if you think differently, but it has become more instrumental in draft evaluation than it was, say, twenty years ago. And you've seen some guys make some real money by going especially smaller college guys that can play against some of these, you know, major power yeah, five players point, yeah. climbed up the ladder quite a bit. So we know the scouts are up there drooling over whatever's going on in Mobile. Plus they have the interviews. It's the first chance for these teams to interview some of these kids. And I think that goes a long way too to their draft stock. Yeah. 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 The first question is what is, what would it feel like to take a pay cut? <laughs> come to the NFL? I got to give away your NIL money. Are you willing to do that? <laughs> Yeah, that's All right. funny. What do we got on today's show, BK? Uh, today we have a, a employee, a coworker here, has finally decided to come to work. He's been on the—I don't know if he's been on the payroll for a couple of years, but Tom Brady says he's about to come to the. Decided to, it's time to join the booth. I know. We had his desk already back uh, there. I know. We were in the sports and office, and we're like, "Isn't he coming?" I got or, you know, one of those placards that says "World's Best Boss." I had <laughs> one of those ready for him. <laughs> I wonder if he'll have to do the same HR rigmarole we all have to do. Oh, yeah. All, yeah, yeah, all those seminars and stuff. Here, yeah. watch yeah. the harassment video, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now let's get all your passwords in. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then at the end, for the first time in 2024, we're going to break out the randomizer. Yes. Yeah. First time in 24, huh? Yeah. We yeah. had. We didn't. We we skipped December for some reason and. So yeah, now, it's yeah, just why not? random. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's loaded up with many more. Um, we love the random probing right? over over revealing questions. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Very good. Thanks, BK. Thanks. Uh, if you're listening and you want to watch, go to fox13news.com slash nodpod. If you're watching and you want to listen or subscribe, take out your phone. You can hit that QR code on the screen and it'll take you to all of our shows. 
and uh, glorious shows they are. I think this is episode 68, Chris, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you can subscribe at fox13news.com slash nodpod. So Sunday, February 11th. Again, we're not giving predictions to Super Bowl 58, but... Uh, Chiefs. But we do kind of... <laughs> It's already sorry. Yeah, probably, I reserve the right yeah, to change okay. my mind. All right. uh, Niners are two point favorites going in uh, in Vegas. That is the location. So I guess the question here is, are we happy with the matchup? I mean, do, do we take any issues? I, I know that there was things that happened in the championship game. You know, a lot of folks thought that the Ravens maybe were the best looking team going into championship weekend. The Lions obviously were a best looking team in the first half. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're getting kind of a team that in the Chiefs that I think they're a dynasty. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. If they, especially if they win the Super Bowl, that'd be the, the third in five years. I think mm-hmm. there's only a handful of teams that have done that. The Steelers in the 70s. Uh, I think the Cowboys in the 90s and a couple of runs with Tom Brady's Patriots. So I think that would put them in that dynastic type of uh, class. So against maybe the best-looking team on paper mm-hmm. all season long in uh, the Brock Purdy-led 49ers. So... I don't know. Any issues with the teams that are, are representing themselves in, in Vegas? Not really. I'm, I think it's going to be a great matchup. I wanted to see out of the four we had last week, I wanted the Lions and the Chiefs because I wanted that Lions story. And, I, you know, we've seen a lot of the Niners recently, and, and at least going to the Super Bowl four years ago. They, and, again, this is a rematch of a Super Bowl we had four years ago, even though teams are the teams are drastically different than they were yeah but I, I wanted the Chiefs for that dynasty aspect that you talked about there kind of you know almost like the Patriots that you we wanted used to, a baton hand I never yeah I never had a problem some people got tired of the Patriots Brady dynasty I know I like dynasties uh I I think it's I think it's awesome to see if these programs whether it's a college football dynasty or NFL whether these um these franchises can continue this success over the years and you have a guy like Mahomes that's just you know so we we know he's special to this generation and to see him do it on the biggest stage is awesome so I wanted to see that versus this lion story carry out but I think what we're left with here is really you look at it really good matchup where the Niners have your second ranked offense versus what is the Chiefs second ranked defense I think it's going to be I hope it's a good Super Bowl. I think it will be close, and I think it'll be uh, something that gives us uh, a result that people will talk about for a long time. Yeah, a repeat of Super Bowl 54 that was down in Miami, and the, the Chiefs won that game. Uh, I, I don't like dynasties um, because well, I, I like them for a different reason. I like them as to play the role of bad guy. You know, yeah. they, they make the, the, the matchup a little bit more compelling. You know, it's like one of those teams that you tune in to root against them. You know, even though if you don't have a dog in the hunt, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I want to see the Chiefs go down. Much like what Brady and the Patriots turned into. You have people that, that kind of hop on the bandwagon and they're like, yeah, you know, we just want to, you know, Laker fans are notorious for that. You know, people right. that became Cowboy fans in the 90s. Uh, but I think, you know. People now want to see the Chiefs lose. I think that the, 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 tide, has, the yeah. tide has turned a little bit, especially with as much, you know, kind of love that they get in pop culture now uh, with the name <laughs> that shall not be named. I think that a lot of people love to see, you know, the top dog get knocked off and maybe that next story gets written. You know, I hate to say, you know, the 49ers, it, look, they've been in now three consecutive, you know, I mean, they were in the champ- the NFC Championship the last two years, now three years. Um, so, they just have not kind of gotten over that. But this, look, 
like the history of the 49ers. They're is, not poor yeah, for no, Super no, Bowls no, either. No, they five sure. Super Bowls, and yeah. it's just been a, it's been 30 years since they won one. 29 yeah. years. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it's going to be a great matchup. I mean, it has it has everything that you would want as an NFL fan. You got big stars. You you have you know rich histories and. Um, you kind of have opposite ends of like the quarterbacks. You got, you know, Patrick Mahomes, who's on top of the world, maybe one of the best when it's all said and done against a kid that's, you know, making a name for himself. Yeah. You know, and uh, and doing some big things. Who knew that Brock Purdy could run the way he did? <laughs> he was, took off, didn't he? That was big. Uh, yeah. Ticket prices for this here game. Um, average ticket price, Chris, $9,800. That's up 70% from last year. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I, and I think depending on which service you look at, it could be a little higher than that. Yes. Yeah. Cheapest ticket. I, I mean, again, I just read an article. The cheapest ticket was like 8000 bucks. So, you know, how much of this is just the Vegas effect, right? Like, I mean, people are will look for any excuse to go to Las Vegas. But yeah. now you got a Super Bowl, so big spenders are going to obviously be able to pony up more money. Um, how much do you think that that is relevant here? I had uh, written down by writing, I mean, typed uh, three factors here why I think these ticket prices are. This is uh, the cheapest get-in ticket that you mentioned there is over 50% higher than it was for last year's Super Bowl. I mean, that's insane. I think the factors are you have two popular franchises with big fan bases. Yeah. So we talked about earlier the Niners and the Chiefs. They both have huge appeal, huge social media followings. Uh, second one is fewer seats. Uh, Allegiant uh, Stadium capacity is 65,000. They're expanding it to 72,000, but that will still make it one of the four smallest stadiums to host a Super Bowl. Really? Wow. Yeah. So there's so there's less inventory. Uh, and then I think the biggest factor is that it's Vegas. What you mentioned there, you're going to have people coming in that uh, big spenders that, yeah. you know, might not normally go to a Super Bowl if it's in New Orleans or Miami, but because they're this is Vegas and this is the center of it, they're going to plunk down some uh, tickets on the 50-yard line for over $100,000. I mean, just stupid. Is there anything that you would pay eight – and money's not an option in this scenario. Well, anything you would pay $8,000 to see in person? I mean, if money's not an option, then – yeah, uh, if that's if it's not a problem for me, then yeah, I'll pay eight thousand dollars. Yeah, anyway. option wasn't the right word. Yeah. All right, let, let's say that if if in my current situation, no, I, I mean I personally like again, I've stated I like watching football on the couch. My couch is my favorite place to watch yes. a football game uh, for a myriad of reasons. Uh, you know, the Super Bowl, I think it's you know it's more than just the game. In fact, the game is like almost hard to focus on. I think right. for a lot of people that ended up going. There's so much other stuff involved. And you add Vegas to it, that's just like gasoline on a fire, right? Yeah. I was looking at hotel prices that are like, I mean, most of these places are sold out. There's, But if you want to stay, this there was a, I don't know how nice a Staybridge Suites is. Sounds nice. <laughs> well, <laughs> Right yeah. next to the Luxor. They have some availability. It's uh, about $1,200 a night, so it's right near Allegiant. But then, you know, for a lot of the places, you're going to have to go off the strip. You may have to go outside of Vegas city limits into, like, towns like Henderson to stay. I have, my, well, my aunt Nancy actually lives in Las Vegas, so oh. hit me up if you want a, a place to stay. I'm sure I can act as her agent. She's probably Airbnb. She she's already airbnb <laughs> and making a killing off of that thing. I'll just send people her way. She'll be surprised when they show up. I we think. could stay out where they're keeping the players. Did you see where the players are staying? No. They're, they're, they're staying? staying at Lake Las, Lake Las Vegas, which is 25 miles off the strip. Okay. That's how much I guess they don't want these guys like getting yeah, out there. And no distractions, right? Now they'll just take a, an Uber and have to go back and forth to yeah. be oh, amongst the distractions. Goodness. Yeah, I, I wonder if too, like, I mean, I, 
look, it's going to be red, right? Niner fans, Chief fans, same team color. But I think it's going to be mostly Niner fans given proximity. And there's, like, Chiefs fatigue a little bit. Yeah. Like, if you're a Chiefs fan, like, going to the first one, like, I think that was Miami. I think that was against the Niners back in, what, what was that, five years ago. Right. Um, you know, that was like, oh, man, we're here, we're back. You know, like, you know, we got, we got a great team. Now it's just kind of like they've been in the Super Bowl for the last five years. Right. So As an if Alabama I've already, fan, if I've already I know dropped what you mean. that, yeah. Do you think, By the way, I, had, I, I heard I saw some something that ESPN pulled up that said no Alabama draft pick has ever scored a touchdown in a Super Bowl. No Alabama How about draft. That? Pick. I just saw your countenance change. Well, no, I'm tr- I'm trying to process That's what you what just they, said. Yeah. Here. Uh, scored a touchdown, true. But you that that's kind of a tricky. You're phrasing that in a way to eliminate. Well, quarter- I'm not phrasing it. That They're phrasing weird. it in a way to eliminate quarterbacks. Because Alabama draft picks as quarterbacks have thrown touchdown. Your first three Super Bowl MVPs were Alabama quarterbacks. But I know what you're talking about. They're talking about scoring a touchdown as in being the person who carries the ball into the end zone. Or even kicks an extra point or a field goal. That is correct. Mm, I'm pretty sure included throwing touchdowns. No, but well, then that'd be wrong because Bart Starr and Joe Namath. Joe Namath, I don't think, threw for a touchdown in their Super Bowl win. He... Scored a All touchdown. Right. Our, our stat- oh, okay, Bart Starr was your first. He, he Bart Starr definitely know. did. So that alone debunks that theory. If All that's right. The- well, I don't know Bart Starr's stat line. I'll have to go back and refresh. I'm sure he scored, maybe, he maybe scored we can plenty issue there. A correction. But I, I know that this is just, you know. <laughs> anyway, mission accomplished. I just ruffled his feathers. So <laughs> With fake news. With something that's not true. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's true. It's, uh, it won't be the first time or the last time you hear fake news on the Not Off Days <laughs> podcast. All right. We got more to get to. Uh, coming up on the other side. So we got coaching hires every day now in the NFL. Could it be that the Lions offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, turned down over $10 million of a pay increase to remain in the Motor City? Is that really? possible? I don't know. All right. We'll dive into it on the other side. Hard start. No. Back here on the No Off Days podcast, and I, I, I guess we, we should issue a correction. Yeah, Bart Starr, I guess, threw for a couple touchdowns. Yeah, three. Okay, <laughs> so there you go. Apologies to the Starr family, um, but well, actually, I don't know why I'm apologizing. That was ESPN. Um, so here we go. We got coaching vacancies starting to close up now. Only one, as we tape this, remains open in terms of head coaching vacancies in the NFL. That would be the Washington Commanders. They thought they were all in on Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator from the Lions. They had kind of been waiting. Waiting. Uh, this looked like this was going to be the match. New GM and Adam Peters bring in a young, dynamic offensive play mm-hmm. caller and Ben Johnson, and, and he left he left them high and dry at the altar. Johnson's going back for the second year in a row. He's been offered head coaching opportunities, and he says, you know, I, I think we have something cooking here in, in Detroit, and uh, can't really argue with that. But apparently, now reports are that, that he was commanding as much as $15 million a year. Uh, to be the head coach, and maybe that price was a little too steep. Oh, he was asking Washington that, for that that's much. That's apparently okay. apparently what is going on. That's a lot. There may be more. Yeah. There may be more to it. Um, I mean, I think he's told uh, players that it, he just felt like his heart was in Detroit and there was unfinished business. So, but that's that's always kind of the line, right? It's got to so, be good news for Lions fans, though. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, yeah, 
probably not good news is that I think Jared Goff's going to probably be making like upwards of $50 million a year um, moving forward. So how that, that, how that leaves enough money in the kitty for everybody else, I'm not sure. Uh, so Mike McDonald, uh, Ravens defensive coordinator, young guy, 36 years old. He takes the Seattle Seahawks head coaching opportunity. Um, so and, and Bobby Slowick, who was another hot name, Houston's offensive coordinator, he, he did the Ben Johnson. He's staying he says, there. He says, I'm, I'm coming back. You know, so a lot of these jobs, it's like you kind of have to pick your spots a little bit, right? I think if you are a young, if you're a 30-something, maybe early 40-something offensive coordinator in the NFL, if you're in a good spot, don't rush it. You know what I mean? I know that there's only a handful of opportunities in the in the NFL, but, I mean, every year there's a handful Would of opportunities. Would you say that for Dave Canales, don't rush it? I think or Dave struck. He, he I think he it? struck at a at a good time, be, and part of it has to do with I think you have to kind of assess the situation you're in, right? Like, there's no guarantee for as much as Todd Bowles last year it, it made it made it maybe a little bit more challenging to fill that offensive coordinator position. Really, the dynamic doesn't change too much. I mean, you could see if they have a bad season coming up in 24 that maybe they start over again. I mean, there's right. no guarantees, right? So, I think for a situation like what Dan Campbell has in Detroit, there seems to be more players under contract, longer, younger players. The situation is a little bit safer. Your head coach is kind of your umbrella. And, uh, you know, I think that a lot of coordinators and assistants, that's, I mean, that's how, that's the lifeblood of all, all coaches in the NFL. Right. It's relationships. It's, you know, kind of hiding under, you know, the fire of your head coach. And so I think that it, I, I, you know, if I'm Ben Johnson, I'd probably take that job with the commanders. I mean, I think they have the number two pick. They got a boatload of draft picks. Mm -hmm. They got a bunch of salary cap space. They're starting fresh, new ownership, new GM. I mean, it seems like a really promising situation to jump into. Um, but I, I understand, like like Bobby Slowick, I, I, I get why he came back to Houston. I mean, that is a program on yeah. the rise. D'Amico Ryans ain't going anywhere. Um, C.J. Stroud, super promising future, like, you you have an opportunity if you just kind of continue on what you got that and why wouldn't you believe that you would right. continue on with what you got then you know those opportunities are going to continue to present themselves and his name id is only going to rise and maybe there's a an actual spot that he's kind of id'd as like uh, this is a job that i would actually want a little bit more than what's available right now you know yeah. because you can go quickly from being the next hot thing to being yesterday's news in the nfl you know if if that that opportunity as a head coach flames out early then now you kind of have to start over a little bit we've seen that happen uh, a lot of times so i don't know i mean i i could i could see why i think it's the but that's just i think that's a tell of where we are in the nfl right the 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 cycle is just the, i mean every year there's just a handful of new jobs and opportunities and there's a downward trickle and um but I'm surprised that, you know, Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel are still standing at the altar, too. Yeah, I mean, that, that is shocking. Especially I, and I don't think they're going to take – I mean, Vrabel could potentially be – I think that would – I like Mike Vrabel as a head coach. I, I mean, I was surprised that he got let go from Tennessee. I could see that being a good fit in Washington. I don't know if they're going to go that direction. But uh, Belichick kind of makes sense. Uh, people are saying TV for him. Oh, How about yeah. the hoodie on TV, huh? I don't know. Yeah, maybe for a year. You know, Brady was saying a couple days ago that he really believes that Belichick still has that fire and wants to coach and will coach again. It may not be this season, um, but he, and Brady said he thinks he should coach again. So maybe he does. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know that he would be the best for TV. But he maybe he takes a year off and waits for something to what happen. What if you here. had like a first take style show? Uh, where it's Belichick against Nick Saban oh my Deba goodness. debating NBA. 
<laughs> like random sports topics. Scowl on their face constantly. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that there is a side to Belichick that he obviously does not play in press conferences. Yeah. Like he is Mr. Stoic. But, I mean, I th- we, we've seen when they do like docu follow, when they follow him on docu series or anything like that, there's just a different side of him. He, right. He's got more of a personality than he lets on. Um, but I kind of think that if he goes to TV, it, will the market heat up for him? I mean, the guy, he's what, 71, 72? Yeah, 72. Like, yeah. part of the reason why he's not getting opportunities in this hiring cycle is because a lot of people think maybe, like, he wanted too much control. And maybe, you know, I hate to say it because he, he is the greatest coach in NFL history, in my opinion. But maybe the game has passed him by a little bit. Maybe uh, so many teams are clamoring for that n- to find that next guy, yeah. someone that can work hand in glove with a with a GM and doesn't need as much control as Belichick, or you know, is a little bit more offensive geared. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if those opportunities are going to open up. I mean, I really thought the best opportunity for him was the Cowboys. That to me seemed like that was a perfect fit on both sides because of a team that was already locked and loaded, ready mm-hmm. to go, and Belichick could go in there, he could break, you know, the record and he could potentially win a Super Bowl. He brings discipline and structure and that's probably what that team could use. Uh, they have a lot of talent. It made like a lot of sense to me, but now I, I don't know. I don't know where Belichick is. We know you're disappointed that your Cowboys prediction was didn't come. Very. Have I mentioned through. it every show I think so. for the last three weeks? Okay. Yeah, well. Maybe he waits. Maybe he waits and uh, the Bucks job comes open after next season. Do you read anything into um, with Canales leaving, going to the Panthers, has taken a lot of the Bucks' assistance, including – the wide receivers coach, forgive me, you're more yeah, dialed Brad, in. Brad and, Idzik, yeah, Brad yeah. If Canales hires him, Idzik, as, he, yeah, he as did, his as OC, yep. uh, did Idzik get an interview as OC with the Bucs? Uh, I don't believe so. And I think that that was kind of like a – I don't know. I don't know all the background on that, but I, I think it was kind of a foregone conclusion that he was going to go to Carolina. He came over with Canales. Oh, he did. From, okay. He spent four years in, in uh, as I think he was the assistant wide receivers coach or something like that with the Seahawks. So they already had a prior relationship. That makes sense. Um, what kind of was a little bit more surprising was the move of Harold Goodwin, who was part of – uh, Bruce Arians' original mm-hmm. staff, and he was the run game coordinator. You know, you almost wonder if it, it's like he, he didn't get a serious look at OC here that he was just like, well, then I'm uh, moving on. I don't know. Who knows what what the backroom conversations were there. Uh, and then Joe Gilbert, their offensive line coach, who was also part of the original BA staff uh, going up to Carolina. I mean, I, for, from Canales' standpoint, I think it, these are really good moves. I mean, you're wh- what's going to be the knock against Canales? Like, he hasn't been there before, right. right? I mean, though he had, you know, 13 years of, of coaching history with Pete Carroll in Seattle, it's the experience factor. And so, and then you bring in a, a, a young offensive mind and Idzik, uh, but to bring in some savvy Joe Gilbert's coaches, been around a long time. Oh, they, yeah. Those guys have been around forever. So I think that that shows a steady hand. And that's a, I think those are wise hires on his end. But yeah, now it creates even more of a, a, a hole you got to fill here. It's a huge, like uh, Todd Bowles has to replace a, an entire staff almost, especially <laughs> on offense. You saw, I'm sure, that the that Ben Johnson going back to the Lions has the Lions passing game uh, coordinator Tanner Ingstrun is said to be going to talk to the Bucks in a couple of days. Yeah. 
you know. And, but it, it does seem like the Bucks have had to. And, but this happened in the search with Canales, which is why I'm not, you know, panicking about it. But not that I would panic about OC higher for the Bucks anyway. <laughs> Things to panic about. That's not high on my list. But remember, in the search for Canales, or in the search that led to Canales, like, wasn't he, like, ninth or tenth on the list? Like, it took a while to land on him. Yeah, I don't know that he was their first choice. Um, and obviously that worked out. I think part of it was he, he had never called plays before. Mm -hmm. And so that – that had been like something of a you, you got to kind of have that on your on your list right um but obviously it worked out and so it kind of opens up the door to other guys that they brought in for interviews uh i think only of of interviews that they've had and they've completed five interviews at this point as we tape on wednesday um and only two of those guys have play calling experience that would be brian johnson former eagles offensive coordinator that was let go this last offseason and um, Van, uh, Van Pelt, yeah. yeah, Alex Van Pelt from the Browns. And, you know, that that makes a lot of sense, too, because he's got the connection with Baker Mayfield. But I don't know if that's a requirement as much nowadays, you know, as much as it is like, hey, like, who have you kind of learned under? What are your philosophies? And we can kind of if you're if you're sharp enough and all these guys, I'm sure are. Uh, we can kind of learn as we go. I mean, I, I like the Thad Lewis option, too, and he was the quarterback's coach. He's a riser. He played the position. Smart guy. I mean, he's he's, Baker, he's, he's, gonna, yeah. he's probably going to be an OC here within the next couple of years anyway. So even if you reach a little bit early, I think that's probably okay. He has familiarity with the system and the coaches, so that would make a lot of sense. But, you know, I don't think it's panic time for the Bucks. I think there's a lot of really good coaches still out there yeah. and available that they can bring in. And, you know, that first domino, though, is going to be the OC, and then he'll help fill out the rest of the staff with people, you know, bring in offensive line coach and that kind of stuff, or, or maybe they promote within. But, yeah, I mean, there's biggest winner here uh, in my book. You know, when you look at all the coaching hires, you know, I like the Raheem Morris to Atlanta deal. I think that that, that makes a lot of sense. I'm happy for him. Um, you know, the Carolina hiring Canales. I think I, I like Canales. I think, it's, I think that's going to end up working out. But – I think the biggest win was uh, was the Harbaugh sweepstakes. It, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that uh, that was a good hire, and I think that he's going to be he's going to be a really good fit, and I think they're going to end up being a really good squad. You know, I it almost begs the question: like, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl quicker? Which Harbaugh brother mm. is it going to be John or Jim? Who's going to get mm. there next? Good question. Well, uh, they played that one before, and John won, so it seems like it's Jim's turn next time. Uh, I don't know, you know, and John just lost his defensive coordinator, right? As you mentioned, went over to the Seahawks. Uh, Jim's got, um, he's got a good offense. He's got Justin Herbert, obviously. Um, defense is uh, getting a little older, but still got a, you know, enough to work with there. I think he, I think Jim Harbaugh is fit for the NFL. I think he's going yeah. to, uh, his offensive scheme that he was able to adapt at San Francisco with Kaepernick and create something there based on Kaepernick's skill set. I can't wait to see what he does with Justin Herbert. I think it's going to be uh, the best thing for Justin Herbert's career. Um, they're in a tough division. Ravens are in a tough division. That's a tough call. I don't know. I, I'll say, I'll say Jim's going to win one first. I, I tend to agree with you. And part of it has to do with just the Ravens. I don't know. I don't know how much cap space they have, but they have a ton of guys that are hitting free agency. Like it yeah. seems like most of their defense yeah, is hitting free so agency. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, their top three sack guys, uh, Matabike, Clowney, and Van Noy, they're all they're all free agents. Um, their top, uh, you know, defensive back when it came to interceptions, um, Geno Stone, he's a free agent, and they, they're just 
plus on offense, Gus Edwards, uh, Odell Beckham. So there's a lot of holes they still have that you have to fill. And I, I, I think actually the AFC North is a tougher division uh, right now for my money. And I, I think you're probably going to get like Niners. Maybe they get a post Super Bowl hangover a little bit. Maybe yeah. they're not as, as as potent as they are this year. Rams um, will be back though. Rams are on the rise, but you have a, a what will be a 36 year old Matt Stafford at quarterback. So, you know, not to knock him. I mean, I think he still has his fastball, but that that can't go on forever, right? So, right. But I look at like Joe Burrow. I think the Steelers are always going to be competitive. I think the Browns got to kind of figure out what's going on at quarterback, but they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. So I. I kind of think the Ravens have the tougher path, but they do have Lamar Jackson. And, so, they, and that, yeah. you're always going to be a player with that. Yeah. Um, who wins more games next season? Michigan or Los Angeles Chargers? Well, I mean, the Chargers have more on the schedule, so it makes it easier f- from an NFL standpoint, you know. Okay, maybe I should word it this way. Um, does one of I them, think it's still a fair Does question. one of them hit nine wins next season? And which one? Uh, I mean, I think Michigan probably has the easier road to nine wins. In the Big Ten, really? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, With Ohio State and Oregon coming in? and Yeah. Well, yeah. I haven't looked at their schedule, so you're catching me blind here. But I mean, That's, That was my you know, intention. How, how yeah. many? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they, Michigan can win nine games next year. I know that there's a lot of guys that, 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 that they're losing to the NFL, but um, I don't know. From a championship standpoint, though, I think the Chargers winning a Super Bowl will happen before Michigan wins another national championship. Right. I just think that the college football is is just so difficult, and it's only going to get harder with the 12-team playoff. Um, you know, it's harder to keep guys, to retain guys, at yeah. least in the NFL. I can lock my guys down. I can sign them to, to long contracts, and there's a little bit more staying power. Um, but in the in the college game, it's obviously year to year. We've talked so much about yeah. the portal and all that kind of stuff. That and and the Big Ten, as you mentioned, is yeah. only getting tougher. Right. Yeah. Have you ever been starstruck? Like Jim Harbaugh? Yeah. Uh, have I ever been starstruck? Yeah. Uh, Give us the background on that. Okay. So so yeah, Jim Harbaugh said that he he when he first met. Uh, Justin Herbert, that he he was a little starstruck. He was starstruck. I mean, I think he's just ha- he's not starstruck. Get out of here. He's not starstruck. Um, you don't believe him. You don't think he was really starstruck. I mean, I think you know Justin Herbert. He's kind of got the all American good looks. You know, he's kind of like the Tom Brady. He's like could have a modeling career if he wanted. I don't know if that's what he means or what, but like, I mean, he's obviously not the biggest name in the NFL or anything. I mean, if he met Patrick Mahomes, then I would say, okay, I get it, a little starstruck, you know, but. I don't know. Tom Brady, maybe starstruck. Yeah. I don't know. I've I, the only time I can ever recall being. I don't know. I mean, I don't really get starstruck around athletes so much, just because it's just like ex- too much exposure to it. But when uh, I think the first time I can recall, I was play, I played little league with a kid who was a extra on the show Full House. Oh, did you so, get to meet Candace Cameron? No, 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 no. Oh, so he was, was uh, he was a friend of Stephanie Tanner. Ah. Uh, so his I don't know what his character name was, but his real name is Nathan Nichiguchi. Okay. And he was in our little league and we're like wow. this guy He's he's on Full House. That was he was pe- like the coolest. And then he was on my team for a season. And then it was like then then 
the varnish kind of wore off. You know, were you but, guys like super like he could do no wrong on the team, even if he's like you know the grounders rolling between his legs. You guys are he like, he was actually yeah, pretty. A, he was pretty good. He was a good okay, little player. Nate. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, I think we were, everybody on the team was kind of petitioning for, can we get a role on Full House? Yeah. What's it take, man? It can't be that difficult. Right. I don't think no, he that ever was, had a that was, That's big. That was the pinnacle back yeah. then. Yeah. What about you? That was it. No, I've never really met anyone. I was a little starstruck when I, I met Nick Saban, uh, but he hadn't reached, like, peak Saban yet. He was 2009 at yeah. Alabama. I met him when he was trying to – he was pursuing Jadavian Clowney in South Carolina, so he came and did one of these all-star banquets and – I went and fanboyed a little, you know, yeah. stepped out of my reporter role and asked him to sign some stuff for my uh, oh, that's not for my folks. It wasn't professional yeah. at all, um, but I don't care. A dad got a nice Christmas gift that year. Um, <laughs> shook his hand, too, and it was very disappointing. It yeah. was out here. I'll give you the Nick oh, Saban no, handshake. Oh, no. Yeah. No, yeah. the limp. Yeah, yeah. and I oh. bet he gives a real person. Was it as clammy as your hand just felt? <laughs> yeah, clammy. <laughs> I bet he gives like a real recruit. Or, I bet he gives someone he cares about a nice oh, yeah. firm handshake. Yeah, he probably but, brings it in, a yeah, little pat on the back. He was not. He was, but oh, that's, anyway. That's, I don't want to be doing this right now. That's that That handshake. was that handshake. Yeah. yeah, but that was, you know, I was a little starstruck then, but that and that was before he like won a bunch of national championships. But I've never yeah. met any like, you know, real famous people. Yeah, so who was he to give you a, a limp handshake? shake yeah that's what you know? i would say like come on like, man like you got to still earn it i'm a bama fan for life you, you got to come to me yeah you're the new guy here yeah we did see uh on, on the way back from detroit a couple weeks ago from the bucks lions game um guess who i saw in the airport Macaul it's, not, Macaulay it's, not, Culkin? it's not the band you're wearing red hot chili peppers drummer chad did, smith did you really the will ferrell lookalike I, I, would, I might be a little starstruck i with would that. be a little okay if i ever if i met uh well obviously if i met eddie vetter oh i met at this place the other night a guy who met Eddie Vedder and showed me a photo on his phone, Wait, and I was you like, met a guy who I met, met a guy Eddie? who met a guy, oh my and I was God. a little starstruck at his photo. If I met Eddie Vedder or maybe you know even yeah. uh, Anthony Kiedis, I that'd be yeah. or Flea, I'd be a little starstruck. Oh man, yeah, that no. Have we done enough da- name dropping in this segment <laughs> for you? Okay. Very good. All right, coming up on the other side, um, Tom Brady. You'd be starstruck with Tom. Uh, sure, Tom can win Super Bowls and uh, and sell some really good underwear, but um, <laughs> can he can he talk about football behind the microphone? That is a question we are dining to find out. We will find out, actually, this coming football season, and we'll talk about it next. Welcome back to the No Off Days podcast. The 2024 football season, there's never been as much anticipation as the upcoming football season, and it's only because Tom Brady is joining the team here at Fox. Again, we have already – his desk has been set there in the sports office. He just has not shown Good up Good parking yet. spot waiting on him. I'll, I'll give yeah. my own parking spot to Tom if you would just – yeah. But anyway, uh, he will be showing up in 2024. Yeah. Not here. So he went – he confirmed this recently, right, in some interviews he did. He said, you know, because there's been speculation, hey, is he going to – but he's not back really out. do this, like right? A, a fake retirement. $375 million this isn't is, he's good the enough. He's the Brady who cried wolf. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, no, he said he said in recent interviews, like, he, uh, he talked about his prep, like what he's been doing recently. He's been doing some stuff at the studio with um, – Help me out. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin, Burkhart. Kevin Burkhart. And he's, he's been he's been on our show before. You should talk he's, about <laughs> They all flow together. Name, for, a lot of people job. have been on our show. Uh, yeah, but he's, as we would expect, he's prepping. Uh, you know, what What else would you expect from someone who is known for his attention to detail and his preparation? Yeah, but is he going to be a, be good at his job? That's the question. And I think that I, the more people I talk to about this, a lot of people 
they're not buying Brady stock here when it comes to how he's going to be as a broadcaster. I mean, sure, he can throw a pigskin and he can hawk underwear, but can he give you the type of analysis that you desire in watching a football game? Uh, and I think a lot of people are, are questioning that. But Why would here, we think he couldn't? Well... It's a different. It's a totally different skill set. Yeah. Right? So it's not about physical preparation as much as it is uh, like a, a mental preparation thing and an ability to talk. Here's here's why I think that is kind of a narrative, is because he's fairly bland when it comes to like talking. You know, in a press conference setting. He is. Yes. Like he's he doesn't really drill down. He just kind of gives you very like stuff yeah Yeah. cliche type things which i think was intentional Mm -hmm. but now he's got to find he's got to find another gear right so but i do think i do think he's going to be great um because of what you mentioned he 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 has so much attention has been paid to everything he does from diet to football to everything he does he he gives it his his all um but you know i think that his like I think he will be able to, and you know, the, the time put in, right, is gonna. The, the fact that he cares is a great indication, and I, you know, just knowing what he's done on the football field, I think that that will be the greatest indicator of what he'll be as in, in the broadcast booth. But you know, it's it's not, I, and I get what you're saying. Knowing football isn't. I think Troy Aikman said this the other day. That's about third on the list. What what it takes to be a good color analyst. What Actually, knowing take? football is about third on the list, and there are some so there's, so there are some things that Brady is going to have to, you know, work on, and and a lot of that is how do you communicate that to an audience in like real people terms, right? And yeah. how how is your timing, and how do you do that with your with your play by play guy, you know, in a way that um, that doesn't disrupt the flow. Yeah, I, I think also the, here's the concern is that like. He's getting paid uh, very handsomely, so it's a 10-year, $375 million contract, $37.5 million a year for those that can't do simple math. Hmm. So, like, my thought is, and because there's been, like, so much runway on this announcement, that, like, could you press a little bit, you know? Could you feel like, here, because he, you know, in interviews he said, you know, I feel like I have a, a unique perspective that I could bring to the game, and, and that all may be true, but is is he trying to cut, like, his own, like, is he trying to find a little niche? Is he trying to provide something that is uncommon to color commentators? I think if he tries to go that route and be something else, it, it may not go well. I, what to me is the most important thing is I think football knowledge is important, but yes, you have to be a communicator, but authenticity in the booth. Like, not trying to be somebody else, not trying to put on, not trying to be edgy or, you know, get in the weeds too much or look at what, you know, Tony Romo is doing or whoever whoever these past successful color commentators are. Like, add to the broadcast by being authentic. Yeah. Like, you already know as much football as, you know, as anybody. So, like, you can bring that out, but, like, first be authentically you, react and engage the game you know, the way you would want. I, I mean, for me, like when I look at like broadcasters and I don't spend a lot of time, I know everybody has like strong opinions on who is good and who right. is not good. I really don't care. I don't want anybody taking away from the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Right? You should be coloring in the broadcast. Yeah. That's why you're a color commentator. But like, I like enthusiasm for the game. 
Like if I, if you, uh, I can hear that you love the game by the way it, the you emote. Yeah, you know, it's a good way. And to that it. to me, like that's why I do think Tony Romo is really good at what he does, even though people have kind of knocked him. You know, like he he kind of flaunts the knowledge a little bit, like his predictive skills on this is what he's gonna do. This is what he. But like what I like most about him is that he's into it. Like yeah. he's excited for football. He loves the game. And then as a viewer, that makes me enjoy it all the more. Yeah. You know, and those are the guys that I, you know, don't just don't f- just flaunt your knowledge on me. I know you know everything, all these schemes and all the X's and O's. But like I think that like enthusiasm for the game, that's what was re- is really going to come through. And just being authentic. And I, that may take some time, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, it does seem like it would be hard for Tom to seem authentic. He's been so buttoned up for so long. It, that's very true. That's very true. It, and, and also the question is now he's following in the footsteps of a Greg Olson who has, yeah. has become a star. <laughs> Hit it out of the park. Um, and now he's got to, like, kind of live up to that. I know he doesn't necessarily say that and – he maybe doesn't want that pressure on him, but that that will be there because now Olsen is presumably going to be demoted in some capacity. Right? Uh, they won't want to call it that, but I mean, you're not going to be the A team. It's not going to be Brady's getting the A spot, right? Yeah. They said they're not doing the three guys in a booth thing. Yeah. They're not doing that. So uh, I don't know. It's kind of bad for Olsen, though. I mean, he. I mean, I know he. Yeah. Knew, he knew this was part of it, right? And even he said, "Of course, Fox has to do this. You don't say no to Tom Brady and you make this happen." But well, I heard that he may have to take a pay cut because the, what comes with the A job is like, let's see. $10 million. Right. Reportedly making $10 million, but if he's bumped off the top broadcast crew, then he could drop to a salary of $3 million. Seven, which who can live on that, right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, 70%. But, like, the, but it is it is when you look at it that way, it's a 70% pay cut, and you were really good at, you're really good at what you did. Everyone loves you, but you're getting a 70% well, pay cut. if that's the case, and it, here comes another network. Right, because this guy will be scooped up by somebody, right? Yeah. Like if you if you demote him in salary and all that too, like, I mean, good luck hanging on to him. These jobs, these number one color analyst jobs, these are like Supreme Court appointments. They don't come along that often. And the you know what Brady unless is, you're the part of the Monday Night Crew, <laughs> <laughs> that seems every couple of years. Well right? done. Uh, yeah. But what Brady what Brady will be getting is is not that's ridiculous Brady money. But so like Romo and Aiken. Are making eighteen million a year. Aikman, Troy Aikman. He played quarterback in the NFL for a long time. I said Romo and Aikman. I'm oh, sorry I if I. I thought you said Aiken. I'm I sorry. thought you meant Clay Aiken. Is Clay Aiken yes. doing color I had singing during the game. I'm sorry if I didn't enunciate that. You know what? What's funny? I typed. No wonder I said it. I wrote in my notes. Okay, I left out an M. Uh, Romo and Aikman are making eighteen million a year. Collinsworth twelve point five million. Um, so that would mean Brady is twice as good as those guys. Yeah. <laughs> But the point point being, like, so so Joe Buck and Aikman have been, they're the longest tenured duo now, 22 years, which yeah. is hard to believe, right? Yeah, 22 years. Collinsworth just wrapped up his 15th season as the number one for NBC, Sunday Night Football. Romo, seven seasons, but still. The, wow, has I, it been seven, seven seasons Seven seasons. Romo? I know. Remember when everyone loved Romo, now people, yeah. the, the internet only loves you for so long. But anyway, my point in saying this is, it would be easy to tell Olsen to be patient. One of these number one gigs will open up soon enough, but we don't know that they will. Now, one thing I will say is with you're seeing Netflix getting into streaming uh, live sports now, and I think we're kind of on the verge of seeing more of, you know, more of what we see with Amazon's Thursday night telecast, yeah. which, by the way, there's another great one there, Kirk Herbstreet. Um, 
So there could be other opportunities in that vein too, where someone, yeah. one of these streaming services, is willing to plunk twelve million in front of him and say, "You're our guy." I think. I mean, I think they'll pay for somebody that has name ID, and he's certainly made a name for himself. I mean, far beyond what he was as a player, and he was a great player. But I mean, I think that he has built up such a reputation as a color analyst that, like, I think any network would love to have him, and they'd find a spot for him. So it would be a shame if Fox lost him, and I hope that's not the case. I don't. I'm not trying to like speak that into happening, but I'm. But I. Th I just think like if you have talent, if you have people that are skilled at their work, like you'll find you'll find a spot for him. You know, if it, yeah. if it means like having uh, a, an additional simulcast. And we'll put you on a couch with your brother, and you could talk. I mean, Greg Olson's brother also is. Uh, yeah. We could have an Olson cast, like ESPN has the Manning cast. But uh, there you go. Uh, and, and I think people would pay for that. But um, <laughs> like, who is your Mount Rushmore of best color commentators? Do you? I mean, do you care? Is that like a thing? I agree. I do care. I I agree with you in that. Don't get in the way of the game, and just show me enthusiasm that that you are enjoying that you're into this, right? And and I mentioned Herb Street a moment ago. I think yeah. this may this may surprise Brian King, our fellow Alabama fan yeah, here. BK probably has an opinion. I on really this, so like. You can uh, join in, BK, if you yeah, want. Yeah, I I like Gary Danielson on okay. CBS's. You know, he's their number one color guy. Well, now it's not going to be CBS. Well, CBS will be doing the Big Ten games, which will be weird. But yes, does he? Did he get on my nerves sometimes? Dear, when Alabama was losing, and he's kind of chuckling over it. But what I like about him is, he you can tell he's really. Uh, getting joy out of what he's identifying in whether it's offense, something the offense has picked up on, something a defense has picked up on, and he does a really good job of finding these little things that you wouldn't see as just a regular Joe on your couch and yeah. explaining that to you in a way that makes you a smarter football fan. Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, do you agree with that uh, sentiment, BK? Uh, I mean, yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. Oh. I mean, he's not, a, he's not a guy I dislike. He's just not – I'm not a big fan of him. One – a football guy I really like is – and it kind of goes under the radar a lot – is Charles Davis. You know, a Tennessee mm. guy, but I, yeah. I think he he always brings it. He's got a wealth of knowledge when it comes to football, college football, pro football. Yeah. And so it, whenever you listen to him and it, you you talk about the enthusiasm, he always has it. And so I enjoy listening to Charles Davis. Yeah, he's good and and probably a little underrated, uh, though he shouldn't be. Um, yeah, I mean, I for me, it's probably the typical guys. I mean, I Herb Street wasn't a name that initially came to mind, but of course, yeah, right. And I do like Charles Davis. I think you know, like uh, Moose Johnson does a, a good job here at Fox. Um, but you know, it's probably I like I do like Romo. I think Aikman is as solid as they come. Um, I like that Aikman will just call out silly, foolish things when he yeah, sees it. Yeah. Like, talk about being authentic. He kind of says what the fan is thinking. Yeah, he does. He doesn't pull punches, and I I do like that. I. And I think he he's also very conversational in his style. Collinsworth is he's you know a little bit more of a showman. I know people have some strong opinions on him, but I think he you know he's he's a great gap filler. Uh, and he's a good laugher. Yeah, he and chuckles. I think he does his homework. I like Collinsworth. He doesn't bother me at all. Uh, I thought John Gruden was great. I mean, solid X's and O's guy. I think he sees the game uniquely. Um, but for me, it's probably John Madden. I mean, yeah, I just. Like, I don't know that anybody has ever loved football more than John Madden loved football. And it, it obviously came through. And he was kind of – he he was able to draw that, like, the, cross that thing between, you know, like, let me give you X's and O's. Let me show you with the telestrator. <laughs> Boom. And then he also – obviously, it was infectious the way he loved football, and it came through. So, um, 
Yeah, those yeah. are probably my guys. He's good. Yeah, there's not a huge long list of them, right? Like, at least yeah. the number one jobs there. Yeah. I think Brady will be great. You think yeah. Brady will be great, BK? Oh, yeah. I'm not I sure. I think so. I mean, yeah. uh, plus, I mean, you got to think that the, the people that will be teaching him, they're just not going to throw him in the booth. I'm sure he's going to be going through classes, have mock games they'll be doing yeah. with Kevin. And, and so he he's going to hit the ground running, I think. So I, I, I think, think the thing I'm looking forward to most is kind of seeing, like, what – like maybe the real Tom Is Brady. Is he a real human? Yes. Right. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, not as buttoned up. Like, you know, as he grows into that position, you know, like a little bit more conversational, a little bit more casual, not putting on, not trying to play TV, but like just be real Tom Brady, talking football, like tell us what you know, you know, and, and like show some rapport in the booth with Burkhart. That's what I'm looking forward to, and I hope it happens. I think it will eventually. Yeah. It may be a little rough out of the gates, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. 2024 season can't get here fast enough for many reasons. And BK. Fox has a Super Bowl. Next yeah. Year. Yeah. Do you think they timed that out a little bit? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Most watched. Where is this? Is this uh, back to New Orleans? I think so. Yeah. Is that next year? Yeah. It's going to be quite the uh, step down from Vegas, but all right. Good. Well, it's Caesar's Superdome, if that makes any sense. <laughs> Caesar's is behind everything. Uh, BK, since you're here now, can you just tell us what's coming up in our next segment? Randomizer 3000. We break, break it out again. It's been a while. Let's yeah. do it. You got your uh, stopper ready. Oh, so. no. Oh. It's a voice activator, remember? Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that. All right. Very good. Hey, don't go anywhere. Randomizer coming up next on the NodPod. For the first time in 2024, my favorite segment returns. Yes. It is time for the randomizer, Chris. Are you ready for this? The randomizer 3000? Can you explain what the randomizer 3000 does? Let's leave that up to producer Brian Keane. Okay, who BK, not only, come on uh, in. He bought the first edition of the randomizer. Yes. It, it didn't go so well. It only had like a few questions in it. It, it used a lot of oil. That was the time to buy stock, though, because that I was feel it. like it's yeah. taking off. It used to have a stop button that we had to press here when we wanted it to st- And sometimes it would keep spinning, and it was really yeah. slowed the show down. Yeah. yeah. Kind of embarrassing. Like, yeah. But you've yeah. upgraded. Now but we're now, at the randomizer, what, 3,000? We went to the 3,000, so it's got over 3,000 questions loaded in. We do not know what these questions are. Okay. And then <laughs> we'll spin them. You say you stop, and digitally, the, the machine will stop. It's amazing how okay. it works. Okay. I like it. It's a good uh, piece so of technology. If Brian's impressed. I'm impressed too. Let's fire this puppy up and let's okay. get going. Who let's wants roll. to go first? You want to go first, Chris? Sure, yeah. Let's okay. go. Roll it. And for the first time in 2024, stop. Ooh, good. good. Stop. If you could spend a day talking to an animal. <laughs> wow, 2024. What tells you I haven't? No, uh, what animal would you choose and what would you lo- want to learn from them? Am I have I taken a pill or something here? Mm, what is okay. why Let's am I talking to an animal? Um, great question. Uh, George the animal steel. Uh, wow. Did you swallow the stuffing that you ate out of the <laughs> turnbuckle? No. Um, most people would think I would say sloth, probably knowing me and my love of yeah, sloths. But no, I don't need no to ask them questions. I already, already know, know. I know more about them. Spirits. I know more about them than they know about themselves. Um, I would go um, for for Scott's benefit. I would say a shark. I would want wow. to, to talk to a shark for an entire day. What would you ask him? Well, I would give it the, opp- the opportunity to explain why it sometimes, very rarely, uh, bites a person. And that, you know, I think we could learn that that's not the shark's true intention, is to harm us. 
and we should. Well, why do you want to talk to him if you already know what he's going to tell you? Well, I feel like you, you just answered I feel it like for you him. Should, I feel like you should hear from the shark. I, well, I know who I want to talk to, <laughs> but I'm surprised you want to talk to him. I feel like you are kind of underscoring what my point would have been. No, how could I have a conversation with a shark for an entire day and it doesn't bite me during this conversation? But why would you, if, if you wanted to have a conversation with him, and you're telling me what you think he's going to tell you, then why would you want to talk to him? My Isn't assumption is I'll have a recording device with me, and I can record this conversation and show it to you and say, this is why sharks, <laughs> ah. and the shark could explain, oh, you know, it's dusk, and I'm I don't looking know how up, and you people sometimes look like a seal, and how am I to know the difference? Yeah. Right. And also, sometimes you pee in the water, and that attracts me too. Yeah, I don't think that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, obviously, mine is sharks, because uh, I want to know. What I want to learn from a shark is, like, how did they influence the entire media narrative around their existence to where they've completely propagandized the message that they're mostly uh, peaceful animals? They are mostly right? peaceful. That they rarely attack. Like, who have you paid off? Like, what is Cato getting from this shark that he has to continue to, to pound this message into our heads that these are mostly peaceful Animals. That is, uh, it's a total lie. By the way, if you talk to a shark, it would probably kind of like this because they don't, they don't have lips, <laughs> so they wouldn't be able to touch their. That would be annoying. Actually. Especially in a hammerhead, you wouldn't know which eye to look at because <laughs> one eye's over here yeah, and one's like, over. Hey. Yeah, I, I'm over here. Looking yeah. to my. Did I really? They would did, not pass it. Did I take your animal? Right did I steal your animal? Uh, is that well, what happened? Yeah, there? I mean, I don't know. What other animals do I want to talk to? I, my dog. Uh, I would like to know why my dog does a lot of things. <laughs> Uh, sniff the things he does, you know, jump up on the counter the way he does. But, yeah, sharks, because I want to get to the bottom of it. I want to know why the uh, the apology tour from every media talking head for sharks. Who's calling? Is that a shark right now? <laughs> that is a shark. Put him through. <laughs> put, put him through. I want to talk to him. It's Drew Rosenhaus. Brian's what about agent. you, BK? What animal do you want to uh, talk to? Man, the shark was a good one. Yeah. Um, I would want to talk to my dog and find out where in the world she took my AirPods. Uh, I have not seen my AirPods. Have you checked the backyard stool? Oh. <laughs> no. Mm. So I've missed those things for months now. and They're gone. But, Are you sure the dog took them? Oh, I'm almost certain. Okay. Uh, it's got to be, yeah. Yeah. But shark, man, good answer. You know, my I have mine uh, connected with my phone, and I can track where my AirPods are. Have you tried that? Yeah, I did, and it said it was in my house somewhere. <laughs> it's was in it your where dog, your dog it's was in your sleeping? dog's lower intestine. <laughs> it's uh, it has turned horizontal. It's not coming out. Okay, we're gonna need. Now, now it's gonna cost you a big, expensive surgery. Yeah, your, your dog would be like, "Can I get a, an appointment yeah. at the vet? What else do I have to do here?" You see me dragging my back leg here for the last three weeks. Maybe if I eat his phone, he'll pay attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm trying to eat the TV remote now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would get my attention. Yeah. That would get it. Okay. All right. Um, Good job. Yeah. Next one. Too. Yep. Uh, let's fire it up and stop. If you were a ghost, what location would you want to haunt? Mm. Mm. Well, I like this one. Do I have to haunt? Is that just a well, kind of a foregone conclusion? You could just show conclusion? up and mess around. Okay. Um, well, I think it would be a place that I'd want to be whether I was a ghost or a human being. So I'm going to say, like, a, give me, like, a, a really fancy, like, Hawaiian resort or, like, a like a, like an amazing Italian villa. Because if I'm good at haunting, then I'll have the place to myself. You yeah, know what I mean? Scare them all off. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, you know, the thing with haunting is, like, you want to... I, if I was if I was a ghost, I would enjoy the haunting from a from a humor standpoint, right? right. 
But like, then there's also the other side where there's these weirdos that love to be like around the ghost thing. They want to find you. They're way too serious. Yeah. I would never perform for them. No. You know what I mean? Like, they, it's almost like they're demanding well, I perform as a ghost. What I want, I, I want, I, I would enjoy the surprise. You know, like. When you were a kid and you jumped out and you scared your little yeah. sister or little brother or whatever, you know, that was more fun. But then, like, you jump around the corner, you try to scare your dad, and he's like, yeah, I saw you five minutes ago. Like, that's no fun, right? Would it? Would you feel bad, though, like, if you scared someone horribly and they had a heart attack or fell down the stairs or well, something? Well, then they could join me in haunting it together. <laughs> Welcome to my Italian villa. Let's frighten <laughs> hey, these people. Hey, you want the best view in the place? Let's just scare these people out of the room. This, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess the question is, am I a uh, malevolent spirit? Yeah, I want to like. Well, I think you whatever whatever you are now, yeah, well, which is probably I'm a friendly, not. I'm a friendly ghost. Then <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I'm a friendly ghost. Um, usually hauntings, you know, it's something that I think the ghost is that when the ghost was a person that was important to them, right? So I would I'd probably haunt a uh, a cinnabon. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think that would yeah. be. I think uh, what? But smell? you can't eat it. Oh, like, that's it would a just good be a point. constant tease. Can ghosts not eat? No. Well, oh. unless you're Slimer. Slimer could so eat. So he was eating remember? hot dogs. Yeah, he ate yeah, okay, if I could eat, then a Cinnabon, definitely. Okay, and I'm waiting sense. until, I'm not going to scare anyone. I'll wait until the staff leaves. Uh, do you ever watch? Um, You'd be the fattest ghost. You, I, no, that's, I think ghosts can't gain weight. Oh, I think that's the is great that thing. true? Okay. Wait until the staff leaves. And is there a better smell than when you're walking through an airport or a mall and the Cinnabon smell hits you? There's not. <laughs> well, there's not a lot of great smells at the airport or <laughs> the mall. Okay, but yeah, I well, if I'm a ghost and I can eat and not gain weight, then Cinnabon. Okay, solid. BK, do you got one? Uh, I mean, you kind of hit on it about it being fun. I'd love just to haunt the sports office. Like right when Scott's oh. about to sit down, move that chair out from under him or, okay. you know, so pull just his. Just a prankster. Yeah, yeah, you know, like that. Pull the uh, computer plug out right when yeah. he's typing scripts, stuff yeah. like that. Do you think Fun it ever times. gets old? Like, do you think it would ever. Well, not for me, it wouldn't. Get bored? <laughs> you could swipe Tukes's yogurt out of the fridge. <laughs> I could. Hey, you swipe my yogurt. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's, that's what I would haunt. That sounds terrible, haunting the place where you had to spend the worst days of your life at work. No, it'd be fun, though, wouldn't okay, it? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fire up number three. I'll get this one. Uh, stop. Ooh, it's a long one here. Uh, if you could know everything the U.S. government knows about alien life forms and their access to our planet, what would you want to know it, or would you rather not know it and live in ig ignorance? Who came up with these questions, and it's what uh, were they? Twenty twenty-four. They it's the uh, randomizer. Yeah. Right? It's oh, a yeah. new. Very sci-fi heavy. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a silly question. Of course I would want to know it. I'm, I'm naturally curious. I'm a, I'm a journalist. Yeah, I would want to know it. Although I don't think it would be very revealing. I don't think they know much, honestly. But yeah, I would want to know. Hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, what does the U.S. government know? Come on. You think that there's... First of all, I don't believe in aliens. Do you think that... What could they possibly know that we would not have found out? You know what I mean? You think that there's like a spaceship like in like a back shed in Arizona that's covered with a dusty old bedsheet like your granddaddy's Buick? Like well, it, no, that's not happening. They like, might have. Why do they have these classified briefings then? If it's if they have, it's nothing? all a dog and pony show, Chris. <laughs> that's what they're doing. What the, what what I want to know is what they know about us. That's what I want to know. Yeah, we um, are the aliens. <laughs> I think that like our culture is so like numb to anything, um, like like weird and unorthodox that like it, like in two weeks 
Like we would have, you know, aliens would it would be just so unimpressive. Yeah. It, I mean, they'd just be walking around. Like the first week, it'd be like, wow, oh, yeah. and then it's You're like, right. okay, there's, there's still. Did you here. see that aliens TikTok? <laughs> that was, that was so, so lame. So crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, I. That's why I'm saying like, it's yeah. I, I don't believe alien. I don't believe in aliens. I don't believe they have anything that is conclusive. Um, so would I want to know if they if there was? Sure, but I'm gonna say um, no. I don't want to know, because I don't want to play the game. I don't want to be drawn into the game, and then now I gotta, you know, you may you constructed some spaceship at a uh, Hollywood studio. They would not. They wouldn't stage anything. No. no. Yeah, I would want to know though. Okay. Next one. Oh, what about you, BK? Oh, I'd want to know. Definitely. Definitely know. Do you yeah. think? Do you believe in aliens? Uh, yeah. It's it's yeah. Why not? In the, in the conventional so in the conventional sense. I mean, have do I believe aliens have visited Earth? No, no. Do I? No, I don't believe that. But well, wait. You how believe- can you? How can you say that they exist but they've never visited Earth? All right. What? Why we'll would get- you draw the line right there? Yeah, but they well, haven't been here. I think he's saying the universe is a vast place. Well, obviously. I mean, the nearest gla- galaxy to us, Andromeda gla- Galaxy, right? It's a million light years away from us. So what we're seeing from that galaxy right now is a million years ago. So if an alien so in that galaxy news, essentially. Yeah, is seeing our planet, what they're seeing is something that happened a million years ago. There was nobody on here. So, yeah, there's no oh, So you're saying they have no reason to visit us yet because they don't know we're here. Unless we're their pets and they're controlling us and we're just nothing but a big experiment for them. Oh, boy. Oh, well... <laughs> <laughs> if, if that's the case, then they'll be very disappointed to know that our, their pets' pets ate their pets' AirPods. That's right. Is that, is that how that goes? Yeah. Do you think that they want to communicate with us? Is that the whole point? They communicate in crop circles, but we speak English. You know what I mean? So, like, it's kind of like the earlier questioning of if you could talk to an animal and have a conversation. That's what they're, they're trying to communicate with us. Man. I feel, like yeah, even, I, I feel like if the government showed us something... Um, that people, uh, just like anything any elected person says now, some people would believe it and some people wouldn't. It wouldn't matter what kind of evidence you showed. So I don't know that it would do any good. Even if like a, an actual, like a big-headed alien. Yeah, because you just said they were going to stage some something. You'd say, true. oh, you've made I wouldn't up. believe it anyway. Yeah, you, no I one wouldn't. would believe it. No. Yeah, so show us whatever you got. We won't believe it anyway. <laughs> All right. Yeah. May do a uh, reboot on this uh, randomizer. That <laughs> was out there. <laughs> All right. One, one more? Yeah, Less acid. More. Less acid the next time. Is this my turn? Yes. Uh, stop. No oh boy. What if you found out there was another Earth out there, the complete mirror <laughs> of our very own planet in every way, and that there was another you that existed oh. on it? Oh. Would you want to meet the second you? Uh, would I want to meet the second me? Well, or maybe it's the first. I guess we don't know. Uh, I will say no. Um, because I'll know that he'll also say no. And I want to be the first to say no so I don't come across <laughs> as the more desperate me. You know what I mean? Like, if he said, I want to meet you, then I would say I, w- I would wait a long time. I wouldn't respond immediately. Yeah. And then I would say, you know what? I'm just a little too busy right now. So I'm, I'm sorry. This version of me has more going on. And then I, if I know me like I think I know me, that will drive him crazy. 
And yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, I would say, no, I don't need to meet me. I already know me. What if the other you is slightly different, though? Like, has a great mustache, and you're well, like, oh, exactly. I could look a lot better if I had a great mustache. Well, that would be, it would be interesting to look at, but again, I, my whole thing, I want to be the better of the two me's. So <laughs> I want him to know his place, and I, I, have, uh, I don't have enough time for him. That would be very frustrating yes. if, if the other you was like, you know, slightly like didn't have like whatever it is. You're Sorry, me. I just got too much going on. But he yeah. would know that I was also lying. He about would. having too much going on. But I think he would be frustrated by that. He knows you. Yeah. And he should be frustrated. He's as petty as I am. Uh, I would want to meet the other me. You yeah. know, I, I would just want to see um, how I look through another me's eyes. And also. Well, I could just take a picture of you right no, now. No, it's not the same. Okay. I, I would want to. Um, you know, I'd like to meet the other me, and then... That sounds like a country song. I would like to meet the other me and harvest his organs. <laughs> Just in case the... Like they're better. Uh, yeah. You know, we were talking last week about cryogenically freezing heads. Like, yeah. that's... I would take the other me, lop off his head, save his head in case anything ever happens to my head. Okay. What if it, he has the same intentions for you, and now you end up killing each other? Well, one of us... We're not going to die at the same time. One of us well, has to could. win. It this. could happen. What if he is scheming the same thing? What if he is on his own version of this podcast now, t saying the same thing? Yeah. Huh. See, that's it's better get, not to even go there. I gotta get to. Do him you even first. know what you're capable of? That's I don't the know question. what I'm capable of. Yeah. What if he does though? What if he knows Krav Maga <laughs> or something? Yeah, you're right. I probably shouldn't meet this other me. Yeah. BK, do you want to meet you in another sure. planet? Sure, I'd love to meet me. Do you think you guys would get along? Think so. I'd ask him how he went, handled life. You know, having always. Why birth. would you need to ask him that? You, you already kind of know, right? No, he's no, you. Because I mean, we all have our different experiences. I mean, I'd check his feet to see if he had curved toes, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd have that common thing. Hey, yeah, how hey. You get through life. Hey, yeah. He's you, like, no, yeah. I'm fabulously wealthy simply because I don't have curved toes. That so. would I know. Yeah. Everything I mean, was up. Look it up for me. I'm a foot model. <laughs> I made all my money being a foot model. <laughs> it would be frustrating if, like, you met the other you and everything was equal except the other you had a super hot wife. And you're, you're like, where did, Ooh. what happened? What kind happened? of conversation are you trying to drag us into? Chris? I know. I am the one with the super hot wife. I'm just, yeah. well, or in my case, any wife at all, but you know what I mean. Like, it, there's that one thing, and like, all well, of a sudden. Well, there is a chance this. that the, the other version of you is better at everything that you wish you were better at. Yeah. And that would drive you crazy, wouldn't it? It would. You'd say, what's wrong with me? This Mimi. That, that other me is very good. What went wrong for Mimi? Where did, where did I go wrong? <laughs> right? And yeah. then you'd start blaming family members that you think had something tangentially to do with your dysfunction. Mm -hmm. You would you would be incapable of moving forward. You'd only be looking backward at all the areas where you could have been the better. Where did me. I go wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like. And then you live in regret. That's no way to live. You're right. You don't I don't want, want to meet this guy. Yeah. I don't want either. Just take take it from me. Just assume he's more miserable than you are. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need and a. That should make you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I already do. This was a good therapy session. Very good. <laughs> That was wow. fun, BK. Do we have any more? Oh, we're done, man. That's it. Hey, uh, lay off the uh, hard drugs there when coming yeah, up I did with uh, randomizer questions. Hey, Those were, were out of this world, man. This is completely randomizer. I may yeah. do Control-Alt-Delete on this bad yeah, boy. That though. was fun. We love the randomizer, and uh, we love this week's show. Hopefully yeah, you got you. a little bit more insight in uh, what's going on in the NFL world and what's next here at Fox and um, the animals that Chris and I agree on, but, but for totally different reasons. Yeah. 
totally different reasons. Let's let the Sharks explain themselves. Yeah, well, they need to answer for more than a few things. <laughs> All right, until the next time we are on, there are no off days.